what's going on again everyone this is donald coming back to you again with another podcast titled safety security and you a podcast that's designed to keep you in the know about all things security and safety along with conversations tips and information to help keep you your family and your business safe once again i'm your host donald muhammad a 23-year veteran of private security corrections investigations and executive protection services having also received training from the federal protective services police or as you know them by the homeland security and both the illinois and indiana department of corrections i decided to start this podcast after noticing a shift in our society during this covid 19 pandemic and especially after the tragic death of george floyd rioting, looting, and protests that follow. You may say to yourself, great, another podcast. I hope it's not boring. Well, before you turn the dial, consider this. Have you ever been the victim of a crime? Do you know anyone that was a victim of a crime? A family member? Co-worker? A friend? Well, if you answered yes, which you probably did, crime is affecting us all. Whether we want to believe it or not, whether it's the higher prices in the supermarket, which is usually caused by high shrink margins, or as we call it in loss prevention terms, shoplifting, or the boarded up windows you see at a lot of stores recently due to looting and vandalism after the death of George Floyd, crimes affect us all in one way or another. Speaking of recent lootings and boarded up stores, have you been in downtown Chicago recently? Have you noticed how downtown Chicago has literally became a ghost town? If you walk down North Michigan Avenue, you see a lot of stores still boarded up. If you walk down State Street, you see a lot of stores that are still boarded up. Outside of stores that are just literally going out of business already because of COVID-19. Because more people are ordering online and, you know, or doing curbside or just staying out of stores, period. Crime is on the rise, and just by walking downtown, you can see from the border of stores, whether it be on State Street or Michigan, crime in Chicago is on the rise and is showing everywhere you look. In Chicago alone, crime is moving in the wrong direction, which you can notice for yourself when you turn on the 10 p.m. news or when you read the newspaper for those who still like the feel of newsprint on their fingers. From the brazen shootings in the Gold Coast area to the uptick in violent carjackings in the city, crime is affecting everyone, whether you think so or not. From the emotional trauma that comes from violence to the physical trauma, everyone, unfortunately, is a victim, whether directly or indirectly. Now, I want to share with you something that even myself, I witnessed. I want to say this was maybe back in March. I was in downtown Chicago. And for anybody that knows about the Gold Coast, there are a lot of high-end stores down there. Uh, We have Gucci and we have a lot of other high-end stores. One day when I was coming out of a restaurant, uh, I observed... Uh, a basically a, a shoplifting in progress 
Uh, it's not the type of shoplifting where you just go on in high some stuff and you take off. In this shoplifting, it was basically a violent uh, snatch, what we call a snatch and run, where at least four or five offenders grabbed a lot of high-end merchandise out of, I want to say it was the Gucci store. And they grabbed a lot of high-end purses and items and they ran out and got into a fast moving white vehicle. Now, as a security professional myself, one has to wonder why doesn't these stores have more security personnel to deter this? We know on Michigan Avenue or in Manhattan, because I've been to New York multiple times, you know, you don't want to have the look of heavily armed security because that will unfortunately pull away the image of basically it's an image that you do not want but nowadays it's an image that we may have to adapt to to deter these types of violent snatching grabs or the implications of the next snatching grab of somebody being seriously hurt with weapons as we had a situation over the holidays in a clothing store where the owner of the store Sid Jerome which is a high-end clothing store that sells men's clothes he was a victim not once but twice of a violent snatching grab to where he required hospitalization and I want to say he broke his wrist so these are some of the things that I've noticed and I've researched that are happening in Chicago and this was even before these situations that have happened since COVID-19. So before I go any further, I want to take a look at our top Cook County prosecutor, Kim Fox, and her handlings of criminals being charged accordingly. For those who don't know about Kim Fox, Kim Fox rode into Cook County on a promise of criminal justice reform. She beat out a veteran, a 30-year veteran of the Cook County State's Attorney's Office, Anita Alvarez, who unfortunately had her own issues to deal with. You know, she ran into a lot of uh, questionable charges. Some say that she overcharged people for minor offenses. So her office did not have the greatest track record in Chicago to some people she did and to other ethnicities and ethnic groups she did not so even though she made history as the first Latino prosecutor she was edged out in favor of Kim Fox who rolled in once again on the promise of criminal justice reform but recently if you look around you the criminals have taken advantage of that situation. If you look at the criminal court proceedings coming out of Leading Courthouse on 26th in California, which you can view on YouTube, you see the absurd amount of low bonds that these offenders are being handed down. You'll be surprised at how many charges are being dropped against offenders that the officers are arresting striving to do their jobs but 
when they go before the judge in the interest of quote-unquote bail reform or criminal justice reform they're being let out on i-bonds or they're being let out on electronic monitoring and for those who don't know what an i-bond is an i-bond basically is saying is you promise to come back to court if you turn on the criminal court procedure you'll be surprised of the amount of offenders who don't even come back they already they have warrants for failure to appear or when they're pre-trial services officer who's in charge of going over their file to see if they're at risk you'll be surprised to see how a lot of the same offenders are at risk because they have a history of not even showing up for their court cases now number two electronic monitoring in the name of bail reform and criminal justice reform a lot of judges who are being led by the chief judge in Cook County, Tim Evans, is basically mandating mandating as much home electronic monitoring as they can. The problem with that is there's been a situation or two where the Cook County Sheriff has actually ran out of electronic monitoring bracelets. There was also a situation last fall where a male who was out on electronic monitoring was able to go out and actually shoot and kill somebody before the sheriffs were even alerted to his movement away from where he was supposed to be on top of the numerous cases of offenders either cutting off their electronic monitoring bracelets or the Cook County Sheriff's Office not having the staff available to go out and consistently check on these offenders who were out on electronic monitoring. Now, according to a recent report by the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund, the top Cook County prosecutor wasn't effective in convicting criminals, criminal suspects. There has been an overall 20% increase in dropped or lost felony cases and a 19% decline in guilty verdicts and pleas. Like I say, during this COVID-19 pandemic, if you go on YouTube and look at the criminal court proceedings, you'll be surprised how the judges literally have their hands tied behind their backs because you have certain judges who really want to send a message to criminals that your criminal act that would have to be dealt with, but because they're under the decree and under the thumb of Tim Evans, that they are forced in a way to render low bonds or I bonds, knowing that there's a possibility that this offender will commit another crime. Case in point, on August the 6th of this year, at the leading criminal courthouse, which is on 26th in California, a pretrial services officer who was responsible for assessing a defendant's risk recommended a person who was charged with a class X felony after he shot someone to be released with no restrictions. Yes, you heard that right. This is a person that was charged with a class X felony. That's one of the highest felonies that you can receive. That is a felony for a person that literally seriously has a habitual history of committing violent acts. 
but the pretrial services officer <laughs> recommended that this person who has a history of armed violence, violent confrontations be released with no restrictions. The good thing about this case was the judge refused and ordered the defendant held on a $100,000 D-bond. D-bond meaning that the person has to post at least 10% of the bond to get out. So meaning that this particular offender needed $10,000 to get out. Unfortunately, like I said once before, judges in Cook County are still led by Chief Judge Tim Evans, who has mandated and championed so-called bail reform, which has failed miserably. And like I have said before, they champion bail reform, but I've told people from my own research, bail reform is basically in Cook County, bail reform was started to really reduce the overcrowding at the Cook County Jail and the costs that come with it. If anybody doesn't know the history of the Cook County Jail, from for the longest, the Cook County Jail, which is the second largest jail in the United States outside of the LA County Jail, had a very violent history of being severely overcrowded. Sales that were designed for two people usually had three or four people. You had offenders with a mattress on the floor, uh, two on the floor. You had uh, offenders sleeping in uh, just all over the place. It was really a really sad situation how overcrowded the Cook County Jail was. And it had became a breeding ground for violence and frustration because once again a cell that's designed to hold two people that is now holding three or four people once again if you mix the wrong people together or the wrong gangs or the wrong affiliations you're setting yourself up for violent confrontations which not only affects the offenders who are awaiting trial but it also affects the staff and even the visitors who come either either A, to work, or B, coming to see their loved ones, but they can't come in because the jail used to spend a lot of time on lockdown. But as I said once before, you know, it was basically, it's portrayed as a way to say, let's not affect minorities and their families with high cash bonds for criminal offenses. Once again, talking about bail, you know, basically bail reform. So, but as I said once before, when you bring back in the Kim Fox who rode the wave of reform, which helped her to get elected in Cook County, the same minorities that she created the bail reform and criminal justice reform for is the same ethnic groups that are being tragically affected by her office and her decisions because a lot of these offenders that are being re-released back into the streets of Chicago are causing a lot of mothers to have to bury their children. Case in point, the nine-year-old beautiful little boy that was murdered two weeks, almost two weeks ago in the Cabrini Green neighborhood. He was outside playing and individuals who had a conflict decided to once again 
pool firearms and this innocent child was killed and as i've said in my youtube videos i have commended the residents of Karini green for standing up and taking back their neighborhoods because as i have said before until the community takes back their neighborhoods until the community goes back to the days of neighborhood watch and not being afraid of calling the police and not letting agitators who mean the neighborhood no good tell you not to trust the police and don't call the police you're going to continue to have these same individuals to terrorize and control a neighborhood making residents fearful of even going outside or going to the store so i said as i said once before unfortunately bail reform has had the opposite effect on minority communities as we are the most affected by repeat criminals who already are out on I-bonds. As I said, an I-bond is basically a personal recognizance bond, basically promising to show back up, which I've said before. A lot of offenders, when they go before their pretrial, have a history of not coming back as scheduled for their court appearances or electronic monitoring. As I said, the Cook County Sheriff, who is in charge of issuing electronic monitoring, has had personnel issues with having officers go check on the offenders or literally running out of electronic monitoring devices altogether. And as I have researched and studied, the same criminals commit more criminal offenses, including shootings. Now, let's look at another recent case. Last Wednesday in Chicago, in the South Loop, an individual who had a firearm illegally shot another man during a dispute. For those that do not know, shootings were never heard of in downtown, in the South Loop. But now there has been a spike in downtown shootings every weekend recently in the area of the Riverwalk, as I have done before. I have surveyed downtown. I have been downtown. A lot of my clients are downtown. For those who don't know, I do security consulting. I run a risk mitigation company in downtown Chicago, and I have seen Chicago chains change. And when you have hotels that cannot charge $150, $200 a night because there are no conventions, there are nothing coming into downtown because of COVID, now these same hotel rooms are charging $30 to $40 a night, $50 a night, now you're bringing in outside people who unfortunately bring with them the wrong element, which leads to the recent shootings in the downtown area around the riverfront near hotels. And what one recent shooting being not that far from a marked Chicago police squad car. So we have to take a look at these things as another way that we have to con continue to reassess our own security and to make sure that we hold our elected officials accountable. So the good thing about this case that happened with the shooting, the judge in this case, David Navarro, ordered the man held on a $25,000 D-bond, meaning that on one side, you think the judge is doing a good thing, which when I first researched this, I thought he was doing a great thing until I saw 
the other writing that he released them on a $25,000 D-bond, meaning that all this person needed was $2,500 after shooting someone on a Wednesday afternoon, which endangered the lives of others. All he needed was $2,500 to walk free with no conditions for electronic monitoring. You may say, well, how does this affect me or my family? Well, criminals are becoming more bold and brazen. When criminals know that the top prosecutor is soft on crime, drops cases constantly, and issues low bails to repeat offenders, the next time you or your family may be the next victim or statistic of criminals preying upon a city and county of weak prosecution and puts them back on the street. There have been constant cases of gun offenders, repeat gun offenders who are arrested and charged only to be released, some even shooting and killing while out on bail or even electronic monitoring. Whenever Kim Foss is asked about it, she never can offer a true answer. Only statements once again regarding, you guessed it, bail reform and criminal justice reform. Now, as a security professional who has studied criminal behavior, even my former criminal justice professor at Harold Washington College once said how crime migrates, meaning it travels. Areas of the city that hardly saw violent crime is now experiencing, experiencing it, causing a big shift on how people approach their safety and security. And when you look at our elected official, in this case, the mayor of Chicago, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, she has not done a great job of addressing the criminal, how it's beginning to migrate, how criminal activity is migrating to areas of the city that never saw this. So when you add in businesses that are not open because of damage from looting, the recent continued protests in downtown Chicago, it's just adding to the to the to the to the exodus of people that are leaving Chicago, running away from their homes and moving to places that they consider more safer than Chicago because once again our elected officials do not have a clue or do not want to rifle their political aspirations by clamping down on crime. Now let's look at another recent situation. On August 7th of this year, a habitual armed criminal awaiting trial for a class X felony, which is the highest felony one can receive, was out on a $3,000 bond. Yes, you heard it correctly, $3,000 $3,000 bond was charged with the attempted murder of a Chicago police officer. Demetrius Williams of the 8,000 block of South Ingleside in Chicago allegedly pointed a gun at police officers and actually fired at the officers. Several years ago in Cook County, voters had a big decision to make. Stay with the incumbent, Anita Alvarez, who, like I said earlier, had issues of her own when it came down to crime and punishment. I can say Ms. Alvarez, who spent 30 years in the prosecutor's office, had a history of overcharging and sometimes undercharging 
people, especially young offenders who did not have a history of crimes but were overcharged and sometimes would spend years waiting trial in the Cook County Jail. Now let's fast forward to January of last year, January 2019, when actor Jesse Smollett alleged that he was attacked in Chicago after his story fell apart he was charged with 16 felony counts for filing a false police report. You guessed it, Kim Fox intervened and the charges were magically dropped, which sparked a national debate and further revealed the unprofessionalism and lack of ethics coming out of Kim Fox's office. Now, as I have stated before, security starts with you and you only. Kim Fox has let the people of Cook County down when instead of taking a tougher stance on repeat criminal offenders who continue to terrorize neighborhoods or even criminals who do not fear prosecution from Cook County's top prosecutor, her office constantly drops cases and allows criminals to walk free, which continues to cause innocent people to live in fear being afraid of being the next victim. So as I have said before, I tell my clients and I tell those who I provide security services to, security starts with you. And as I have said in a recent YouTube video, we have to make our elected officials, we have to hold them accountable. I am a firm believer on safety, I'm a firm believer on security, but I am not a firm believer on we, the people living in fear. People have lives to live, people have jobs to go to for those who are still able to go to work. And even those who are sitting at home, working from home because of COVID, as I've said before, criminals know when you're at home, criminals know when you're moving around. So security starts with you, meaning that we have to be more vigilant with assessing our security, whether at home or abroad. Because as I said in a recent podcast about the tragedy in New Jersey over the shooting of the son of the federal judge in New Jersey, crime can happen at any given time when you least expect it. So as I conclude this latest podcast, I just want to leave leave you with this. Crime is up and our elected officials are down and not doing their job. And as I tell my clients and I tell the same thing to my listening audience, security starts with you. We have to make sure our elected officials are doing their jobs so we can live in a society where we're not constantly living in fear as criminals feel like they have more power than you, a taxpaying legal person who's just trying to live their life and take care of your family. So as I always say, security starts with you. I want to thank you for listening to this weekly podcast. Once again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach me at info at diplomatic security servicesgroup.com that's info at diplomatic security actually 
excuse me, I'm sorry, info at diplomaticsecuritygroup.com. I am so sorry. That's info at diplomaticsecuritygroup.com. You got to pardon me. I was getting the names mixed up because the name of the company is Diplomatic Security Services Group. So please accept that apology, but feel free to reach out to me at any given time for any questions, for any security consulting needs. And I look forward to coming back to you next week with an all-new podcast, once again, titled Safety, Security, and You, with all things safety, all things security, to keep you and your family and your business safe. Have a great week. Have a great night.